Hey, it's Chris just letting you know that, um, well, first of all, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Nick's audio, a little bit quieter this week. Um, really had no way to save it. Um, also, uh, we start talking about the movie at about 1328, I believe. So if you want to skip right to Barbarian, there it is. And if you stick around after the credits, about 20 minutes of ghost stories you can listen to. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Eating Soup Alone with your host, Elton DeFrance, with my co-host here, Nissa Tedesen. Today we have two guests. Was it Natch and Cuss? Yeah, that's me. I'm Cuss. Mm-hmm. What up? I'm Natch. What's up? Cuss Bullets. I'm Natch Bullets. We're brothers. Mm-hmm. Two brothers. You know, we took an Uber over here earlier. Did you really? Yeah. Nice studio, I gotta say. Thanks. Yeah. It's Built it with like, my own two hands. Homey vibe. It's weird. Mm-hmm. How much did you guys pay for this? Nothing. Stole Nothing? It. Yeah. What? Kicked in the door. Squatters, yeah. That's insane. You guys you guys done an Airbnb before? Once or twice. Once or twice, yeah. Yeah, only in New Jersey. Yeah? That's a fact. You got any crazy Airbnb stories? No. No? No. Never once? No. I have two crazy ones. Lay them on us. Nick, you ever stayed in an Airbnb before I get... Oh, I'm sorry, Nash? No, Nash hasn't. I mean, what... What's what's the benefit of an Airbnb over a hotel? I've never, I don't get it. I think they're Cozy? generally just cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cheaper while still having fine quality. Not smelling like bleach. Not smelling like bleach. Mm-hmm. Not smelling like piss. Not smelling like the chlorine from the pool. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. Feels more homey because like someone's home. I like a hotel for the exact opposite reasons because it's not homey. So I don't feel like I'm intruding on anyone's space. Mm-hmm. And it smells like bleach. And it smells like bleach. So yeah. I can do whatever. No, this I get place it. is pretty clean already. Yeah, I get it. I get the hotel, the the, the, the allure of the hotel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can't yeah. go making it worse. It's like a cool prison. <laughs> a really pretty chill jail. I've gotten two, um, like Airbnb type situations in uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Both times used to be funeral homes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, what are they at almost? You mm. picked them, so a hundred percent. Fair enough. Yeah. Didn't do my research. Liberal. <laughs> Were they good places to stay? What did you rate them? What, what did I rate them? Yeah. What is it out of five? Yeah. I didn't book them necessarily. I was just tangential to the bookings. But I would rate mm. them personally. Both of them five stars. Wow. Great places. Was it one of them haunted? Yeah, one of them was definitely haunted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First one may have. Told the story the last time that we were guests. But long story short, it was like a 37-room mansion at one point that became a funeral home, was then the home to a double murder home, the, the suicide. Mm. Then, because it was a funeral home, all of those funerals happened in the house. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, well, and then I stayed there. I was going to yeah. say expediency. Um, and then the second one, the place was literally called The Parlor, but I never, like, clocked it mm. in my brain case. Mm-hmm. Um, Just thinking of ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the second one was uh, much more obviously a funeral home. Like, there was, like, a bunch of sectioned off house that housed. Like, we bumped into the owners, and they were like, oh, yeah, the basement is just straight up still, like, where the embalming is. Like, we haven't touched any of that stuff yet. Mm. Yeah, so. Mm. Yeah. Do you want me to tell a ghost story? That would routine me up for no, I was just making conversation. Okay, but the fir- the second place, you know how like um, radiators like tingle and tangle, mm-hmm. and they're heating up. God, the first night, like I wasn't scared. I woke up and I was more annoyed 
but I was like, it literally sounds like there's a million kids in the basement slapping a pole, like a pole, because it was like the most ting and tang, and I've ever heard a radio do. It was just like, and I was talking to someone, and they were like, oh yeah, that's what it does, like right before it, like, it, like that's like it means it's on the brink of like blowing up. I was like, what the fuck? That's worse than blow. being haunted. <laughs> yeah, worse than being haunted. I was. Oh, you know what would happen though? Huh? You would haunt that hotel. <gasps> wow. So really, no, 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 no Airbnb stories, nothing. Always you guys been great. See a ghost in the old Carlo Hotel? <laughs> no. What's he like? He's pretty chill, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he's like, I've never seen it in a ghost before. He's just kind of like a dude. He just kind of hangs out. <laughs> so you guys really have no uh, Airbnb stories? Nothing crazy. Mm, my parents stayed in a an Airbnb, and they had one of those like shelves up on the wall that was kind of just like a plank of wood resting on like two nails. Yeah. And naturally, it fell off the yeah. wall. And this massive, like, you know those, like, really big bottles of wine you yeah. can get? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of those fell and hit my dad in the head. And he had to go to the ER. Like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. That's insane. Did he have the big lump? <laughs> I reckon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the long cone head. Was he yeah. all right? Yes. Like, overall? Okay, no concussion, nothing like that? He might have had a mild one, but... God damn. Yeah. So funny. The time my dad nearly died, so that was kind of crazy. He nearly died? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and there's also another time where this, like, crazy woman was living in the basement, and there were all these, like, uh, you know, hallways and, you know. Elaborate on the crazy woman in the basement. Oh, wait, you're talking about the movie. I'm fucking an <laughs> Yeah. <idiot>. <laughs> <laughs> Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Anyway, Gus, I know that we're brothers, the Bullen brothers. We live together, and we drove here. We always carry four bullets in our pocket. We always mm. carry four or five bullets in our pocket. Mm. You know how Warren is. Mm-hmm. But no guns, huh? You no guys guns, don't carry any guns. guns. No, right. very anti-gun. Nobody should own a gun. Right, that's how you kill people. Slingshots in the other pocket. Okay. Oh, slingshot and bullets at people. That's We're funny. That's a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're really funny. We are. We're. I think so. That's why we have Jan as guests. Yeah. yeah. Today. Mm. We're like the Flava Flav of eating a soup alone. And I know we're... we combine like Voltron to be as funny as one man. <laughs> 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 Well, because we're two people, he's one person. We gotta combine the right, just like yeah. every other man. <laughs> I'm the bottom half. We're two people. But yeah, we're brothers, and we drove here, we live together, stuff like that. But we really. I have talk. no license. Go we only usually talk when we like both see the same movie. Yes. And we share mm. an HBO account, and I noticed that after I watched Barbarian, and somebody else watched Barbarian again, was it you? No. Oh. Hmm. That's sus. Oh wow. That's sus. I really wanted to talk about Barbarian. You guys got to explain it to me. I had a dream the other night that somebody logged on to my HBO account and watched Barbarian. Wow. Psych! I watched Barbarian, guys. Let's talk about oh it. Oh, my no, God. Crazy, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Chris, before we left, we got this letter at the house for you. Oh, no kidding. <gasps> I'm looking at it, and I see bloody fingerprints Should I touch this? Is this evidence? There's Barbarian on it. 
It says Barbarion. Someone put an O instead of an A. Ooh. Yeah, let me see it. It's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate bit. Barbarian 2022, starring Georgina Campbell, Justin Long, Bill Skarsgård, and directed by Whitest Kids You Know alum Zach Kreger. Barbarian 2022 is a uh, horror mystery film that I have not seen. I hear it's good. 7 out of 10. Were you doing a bit? Am I getting psyched? You didn't see Barbarian? That's so spooky. What's happening? No, someone wants to do that letter. Oh, my bad. Happens. I've already pissed my pants. Yeah. Um, Chris, sorry, guys. Chris, what's your experience? I, well, we should start with the hosts. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, Cuss, what's your experience with Barbarian? Shut up, Elton. What's your experience <laughs> with Barbarian? <laughs> uh, my experience with Barbarian was... It's like history, I mean. Right, yeah. Uh, I wanted to see it with my co-host here, Nissa, and we didn't see That's it in me. theaters. When did you guys see it? We watched it on Halloween night. Yes. It was dark and stormy out. Mm. Why didn't you go to the theater to see it? Because... I'm bad at planning things. Because the, the scariest the trait of all. The industry is dying and you don't care? I care deeply. How dare you say that so about why me? Why didn't you see Barbarian in theaters? Because I'm bad at planning. I just told you. You know what I did see in theaters? I don't have any... Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> agrees. Saw bodies, bodies, bodies in theaters. Um, but we're yeah. not talking about that movie. Good idea, Cross. So is that the end of your experience, experience. of history with Barbarian? Pretty much. Oh. I uh, I had yes. heard that it was about an Airbnb that two people stay at, and that was all that I had heard about it until I had seen it. I also tried to shut down any spoilers, because I kept hearing people say, like, I had a spoil for me, I had a spoil for me, but not in, like, a mean way, like, where they were, like, angry about it. I just kept hearing people say, like, oh, I had it ruined for me before going in, and I was like, okay, then I gotta stay away from any information mm-hmm. about this movie. Wait, can I, like, say spoilers? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the subtitle of this movie, or this podcast that's eating soup alone. Spoilers. You know, I was thinking about the other day. We yeah. were talking about it, like people getting spoiled for them and stuff like that. And I wrote it down, there's a folder in my notes I have on my phone called Things That Make Me Sound Fake Deep. And I put this in there so I know what it sounds like before I say it. I think I like when movies get spoiled for you before I see them. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, it is cool sometimes in a movie, like, oh, fuck, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. But I think I almost like more when I watch a movie and I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the first time I see it, I'm like, oh, I can see how they're building up to this. Yeah. Because it saves me a trip. I don't have to watch the movie twice. It just makes yeah. you cheap. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I get the that. Industry, the movie the business is dying. I don't care about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely something to be said about that. Like, I'm not the biggest stickler about spoilers. It's just when something crosses my radar as something that really shouldn't be spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like, just for example, like if you said, like, uh, oh, I just saw, like, um, The Banshees of Worcestershire, or whatever that movie is with uh, Colin Farrell and Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Worcestershire sauce. Mm. Um, yeah, and you were like, oh, do you mind if I spoil a little bit real quick? I'd be like, no, that's fine. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's a, like, a movie is literally the journey that's, that's something. All right. You know what? You guys asked, and I'm gonna do it. All right, I'm gonna be brave. 
My name is Chris, and I'm here to say I don't care about spoilers in any way. Uh, I'll watch any movie, no matter what you tell me. Uh, I'll even watch a movie if it's on the telly. That's nice. right. I'll watch an edited version. I don't care if they uh, cut out all the cursing. I'll watch any movie any day. That's Chris, and that's all I gotta say. Mm. Thank you. That was really good. Weird that uh, you thanks. called yourself Chris, though. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, that's my middle name, <clears throat> Cuss Chris Bullets. Right. Actually, funny enough, talking about spoilers, yeah. I did have one thing spoiled for me about Barbarian, but I was so like taken aback that I didn't believe it. Which one? Um, it ba basically, I saw. I think I saw like a tweet, and it was saying like, "Wow, it was crazy that Bill Skarsgård just ended up being a nice guy." <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get there in a second, but let me be brave for a second. Um, I, yeah, because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't care about the spoilers thing. I also don't care about a movie being like uh, predictable to a degree, just because. Uh, yeah, movies about the journey. It's not really to me about like uh, like I don't need to be like oh shit I never seen that or like oh I didn't see that coming. Those mm -hmm. are fun when they do happen. But anyways, yeah, just my baseline experience or uh, the expectation watching a a movie is not like oh shit this better be fucking two thousand one a space odyssey or else I'm not gonna give mm -hmm. a fuck you know. Just check and see if the space heater was off. Burning up in the stupid suit. <laughs> yeah, it's hot as hell in this. Yeah, house. I'm sitting under the heater. By the way, for anyone listening, just so you know, I did keep up with the bit. I'm still wearing a suit. From yeah, and you did walk by, and I was like, "Am I stinking a little bit?" No, but I think it's you. So he it's said nice. he's not Good gonna watch. He said he's not gonna watch it for a year. Yeah. Oh, so. I listened to the last episode. I know exactly what he said. Yeah. First question I have: Did this movie scare anybody here? Did you guys get a little scared? Now I'm not yeah. saying like, "Oh, did you cry? Did you poop your pants?" I'm saying like, "Were you like, oh, that's so gosh, all right, that's spooky." I mean, I'm always scared by like those dark hallway shots. That'll, that'll yeah. get me in any movie. Yeah. So I'm I definitely spooked. get what you mean. Yeah. No offense to Nissa, but very jumpy. Okay. Yeah. In movies. I did. I did jump when like there was like a lightning strike. Right. Yeah. Like was it the first five minutes of the movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm jumpy IRL, but not really with movies. Yeah. But mm. IRL, Nick comes around a corner. Who <gasps> tickles his ear? A little oh, bit. I, not a, not an exaggeration. A couple times a day, I'll Chris and I will be talking in here. He'll go into there, and then a beat. I'll get up to continue the conversation. I'll walk in here and go, "So, Chris?" And I go, "Ah, Christ!" <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, I've lived here for three years. I don't." I don't <laughs> That's so fun. So I have a mannequin in my room aimed at my door. Awesome. And Why don't you do that? Because I exactly. like the mannequin. Uh, but Nissa walks into my room every single time and gets scared by yeah. it. <laughs> Opens the door, and goes. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of uh, my favorite things. Dugan Nash, were you <gasps> spooked? Me, yeah. Really? <laughs> Is there anything that like stands out as a highlight that we want to address, kind of like the hallway thing with anybody else? For me, it's just... Do you have one? Me? I think seeing the uh, the spooky monster was... I don't usually get scared at movies. It was a woman, thank you. Yeah, she has a name. Okay, well, I was, didn't want to did drop the lead, name? but anyways, uh, yeah. did, I was trying to bury it, the, but that's fine. The, the race car driver. That's why I remember it. It's like the race car driver. Derek Danica? Danica. Oh, yeah. I just called her. I keep on calling her mommy. Uh, That's good. Yeah, because she's got big old milkers. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> that stays. We can play that a second time. That'd be cool. milkers. We're going to really remix it, too. No, I don't usually get scared at movies. It's even right. scary movies. Uh, and I was a little spooked when I saw Mommy for the first time. What's so. the movie that scared you before this one? Could not tell you. What's the scariest movie in your opinion? Maybe 
Inception because I saw it many years ago and I was a little unsettled at all the scenes where uh, the monster is just kind of lurking in the background. <laughs> That's not Inception. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of then. Uh, Insidious? Insidious, thank you. Yeah, I mixed up the two names all the whole time. The whole time I was like, how is he going <laughs> to convince me Inception scared? <laughs> Inception, yeah, because uh, I am terrified of being convinced that I'm dreaming all yeah, the time. Yeah. The whole time I was like, I gotta let the next person I ask know that they give me some bullshit answer like Inception they're out of here <laughs> no Insidious but uh, like I said it was just a few years ago and like seeing the seeing Darth Maul in the background was a little, mm-hmm. little unsettling yeah. I saw Insidious in theaters in like middle school I was a bunch Ooh. of kids that like I didn't normally hang out with they were like kind of the cool kids and then like me and some guys from my friend group like kind of give me names got attached Jordan Wargo Ryan Curtis Sky Chapman Autumn Flynn Sydney Rice, mm-hmm. Cuddles, um, <laughs> Selena Guerrero, um, Guerrero, Eddie Dante Owens, and Gispacho. Michael Campbell. I believe. <laughs> anyway, having a I great lie. time in the movie theater Achieve. beforehand. I buy a fake mustache, and I'm like one of those machines. I didn't have a mustache at the time, so this was very funny. Mm-hmm. So I wore a fake mustache the whole time, and I did not want to go see this movie because I was horrified of scary movies. Like they would keep me up for days. Insidious kept me up for days. Yeah. But I'm sitting in the movie theater next to my friend Jordan at the time, and I got a fart coming on, and I can feel it. And Jordan's close enough to me that I'm like, if I aim this at him, he'll be able to feel it, and he'll laugh. And so I, I gear it up, I go, I fart, and it's the first quiet part in the movie. And like, it's one of those part of things that happens in a James Wan horror movie where the audio basically drops out, and then there's a scare. <laughs> and I think it was like, like a guy walked past a window, and I went, bump! So what happened is someone's talking like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Bump! And everybody in the theater, because it was the loudest part in the world, was just crying laughing and missed the first scary part of the movie. And I just never talked to any of those people again. Nissel, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? <laughs> um, the scariest movie I've ever seen. Gosh, I don't know. As frequent listeners of this podcast know, uh, Nissa loves scary movies. Mm. So. <laughs> Which is why I can't name it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Hereditary was pretty scary. Oh, yeah. Nick. Hereditary is pretty good. Nick's always going on about it. Yeah, Chris, if I remember, didn't love it, right? Yeah, I don't even remember most of it. I just yeah. remember the girl losing her head. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I think the thing I love the most about Hereditary is like, it's not even, it's pretty scary at times, but mm. like, more so for most of it, I'm like, I'm just uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I just fill with a sense of dread and despair. Like, not so much like I'm scared, but I'm like, I don't want to be alive while I'm watching I know, I I've to... only ever seen it once because I'm like, I don't know if I can lose I've also, I'm I've, never, I've never seen it. Do you guys want to watch it after this? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Sick. We said yeah. we wanted to watch a scary movie. Yeah, we could do that. So sick. This part's getting cut. Did yeah. you see the newest Halloween movie? I did see that, yes. That opening was like, whoa, yeah. what the oh, hell? Yeah. Oh, when a kid dies in a movie, it gets me for a couple well, of Well, when yes. you watch a kid fold in half and like kick himself in the back of the head, I did not like that one bit. Yeah, that's uh, pretty that was no good. That's did you guys like the movie overall? I liked the movie. That's fine. I didn't think it was a good Halloween necessarily. That's I don't exactly know. Like, what I think. Yeah, like I feel like if it was his own horror movie almost, like it would have been, like it would have had no ties or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or yeah. even like looser ties, like just no Michael, but it could be set in Haddonfeld with Laurie. Right. I don't know. Like a Halloween three. Yeah. Type yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Thing. Yes. I, like, I really liked as a person who's never seen any of the other Halloween movies when they had him go into the uh, 
the, the sewer the first time. Yeah, the sewer for the first time, and he gets grabbed, right? And then uh, they go back with the the cop, the uh-huh. shitty boyfriend, and he's like looking around, and he looks at the wall, and in the wall you see like the indent in the wall that looks like Michael's face. I was like, oh, mm. where the fuck are they going with this? That's so cool. Mm. And then Michael comes out and punches. I will say it's but, a movie that multiple times I was like, where the fuck are they going with yeah, this? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Much like this movie. Chris, All right. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Probably The Blair Witch or The Sixth Sense. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Blair Witch. Hmm. Yeah. I you don't feel like it's scary? Blair Witch is going to be my answer as well, so. Yeah. What, that it's the scariest? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I just, I don't know. I think maybe it's because I watched it after, like, it's been hyped up so much. Yeah. And I think it's like, because it's the film that kind of got found footage films mm-hmm. to be what they are now yeah. like it's kind of the first of its kind so maybe I've seen it been done better okay um, and I don't know I just when I was watching it I was like these, these kids are kind of annoying uh, <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with that there's different strokes for different folks like for me like the scariest thing is legitimately like which aside they're on day five or six of just no idea where the fuck they're at. Yeah, And it's exactly. so fucking scary to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. the whole thing is, like, uh, improvised. Like, they were loosely told, like, what they should be talking about. But, like, the lines mm. are all just them coming up with it on the spot kind of a thing. That is fun. And so it just so naturally, like, just, like, like I don't know, there's just scenes where, like, you know, a character will just be like, look, I'm supposed to be at fucking work today, all right? And mm. I haven't called my girlfriend. And at this point, like, she's got to be wondering what's going on. My boss got to be wondering what's going on. School's got to be wondering what's going on. This is America. It's the 21st century, whatever, or the 20th, whatever, the 21st, whatever, who gives a shit. Um, like, someone's going to look at some point kind of a thing, and it just keeps getting worse with, like, the fucking, like, you cannot read the map, and the person's saying, like, I can read the map, and then they, just the whole thing is just, like, what a fucking nightmare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before they even find the creepy house, you uh-huh. know? And without any noises in the woods at night, like, just the yeah. idea of, like... Yeah, like, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, yeah. You know, when it comes, like, as what sets it apart from other found footage movies is, like, paranormal activity or whatever is, like, ah, oh, spooky things are happening in my house slowly but surely, and then ghost happens. Mm-hmm. In Blair Witch, it is... Blair Witch is happening slowly but surely until it hits a head. But, like Chris said, besides all that, we're lost in the woods. That's the scariest real-life thing I yeah. can imagine mm. on top of a witch that may or may not actually be out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's also, like, so not even talking about the Blair Witch totally anymore, but, like, something I've noticed about, like, paranormal movies, like uh, The Conjuring's another example. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always how it starts with, like, haunting movies is, like, they're at their, like, lowest... You know, like, they financially couldn't even afford to move. They're kind of in shambles. Yeah. they got to pay bills and stuff like that. So, like, all of that real-world tension... I think can like elevate the spooky stuff because it's like fuck and then on top of it there's a witch in these woods you know? <laughs> but like you know same thing with like a haunted house like ah oh, fuck this house and like you know I just got laid off at work like am I gonna be able to afford to like do the renovations mm. and stuff and like oh shit there's flying pigs that come out of the basement and also our son just killed us at three in the morning or whatever you know and proms tomorrow and I've got two pimples <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the ritual uh uh-huh. no Oh ho 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 ho! Oh ho 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 ho! Damn, how scary is this movie? See, now I I totally get what you're saying about yeah. Blair Witch. Yeah, I'm not trying to convince like, you. I'm just like no, talking no, no. point okay. stuff. Uh, that also freaks me the hell out. Being yeah. lost in the woods. The ritual is like that. Yeah. They get basically these four guys go on this hike, uh-huh. um, in Sweden I think, and um, 
they get lost. They stumble upon some creepy stuff in the woods. Yeah. It's very much Blair Witch. Like, they find, like, an elk up in, like, the trees. And they find this creepy house and all these weird, like, yeah. symbols and stuff. And mm-hmm. there's a very cool monster in it. Okay. It's, it's perfection. I think it's one of, like, the best, like, modern horror films. As as horror movies go, like, are you a, are you a monster fan? Do you like, like, monster? Like, what do they call them? Like, creature features, I think? Only occasionally. Yeah, it's not really my bread and butter. Like, what, what would be, like, the subgenre that you think, like, would be, like, your go-to horror, I guess? Hmm. Like, slasher, or is it ghosties in the attic, or? It's definitely not ghosts. Maybe, maybe science fiction. Really? Mm-hmm. But I also do love a slasher. But yeah. a slasher that's like, ah, who's the killer? You okay. Know? Give me an example of that. Oh, like Scream. Scream, okay. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a great example. Yes. Scream, I also think, is one of my favorite horror movies. But not even just one of my favorite horror movies. I think it's one of my favorite movies. Me too. Yeah, I genuinely, I, I, I find that one of any slasher I've seen one of the scariest also. Mm-hmm. There's something about, like, Ghostface as a killer just seems so, like, visceral to me. Like, yeah. it just seems like... I don't, there's just something about when he shows up it just seems like it's gonna be like brutal and unforgiving but not in like the rob zombie way where it's like we're gonna stomp ahead or something mm-hmm. like it's just like god like there, there's just an overwhelming sense of like oh you're done when ghostface yeah. shows up for some reason i don't know how they pull you. it off i don't know how they pull it off because that's what every slasher movie is uh-huh. but for some reason that's the one that always gets me it's just like oh fuck there he is I, yeah i think what it is is that they do a good job of convincing you before telling you that it's a dude yeah. that's scarier than like a Jason or a Freddy or whatever. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the first scream, I think Drew Barrymore goes outside when he gets inside and she's watching him through the window and he's like looking behind the couch mm-hmm. and like behind curtains and shit like that. I saw scary movie. Over here yeah. And stuff like that. And that's just uh, makes it him more like a man in his movie. Yeah. And yeah. especially how like, I don't know, people like that are running from him can like knock him over and trip yeah, him and stuff yeah, yeah. so it's like oh god he's real <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tess Marshall has a job interview with Troy she gets an Airbnb <laughs> mm. and then what happens crust crust yeah yeah. Uh, yeah so anyways yeah Tess Marshall uh, shows up in Detroit as you said uh, late at night it's stormy it's rainy mm. yeah she is goes it? up to the porch yes it is yeah um, long story short, she, like, t- tries the little, you know, keypad, wrong combo, finds real combo, no key inside of it, what the fuck? A light comes on in the house. What the fuck? There's somebody in here. Um. After banging on the door. Yeah. Bangs again or whatever. He comes to the door. They have their little, for lack of a better term, meet cute. Where they're like, mm. we booked the same Airbnb. There's only one bed. There's only one bed. Mm. What are we gonna do? Ooh, so anyways even though the man in this house is a tall drink of water she apprehends him understand right yeah have you seen that jaw Oof. yeah crazy eyes so um yeah they kind of dance around like the who's sleeping on the couch who's sleeping in the bed yada 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 oh they dance none he takes it all oh yeah <laughs> i i really like this might be maybe my favorite part of this movie is the beginning where she's trying to figure this out mm-hmm. and how like i think it's supposed to be the point but how she does literally everything right mm-hmm. yeah until she meets i guess justin long but yeah just how she's like no i'm gonna go in my car and get a hotel and he's like no it's not great out there we're in the middle of detroit you should come inside and do that and then she's like okay you have to show me 
the confirmation email for this Airbnb on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that's totally understandable, something like that. Yeah. Two things I want to say. One is that Bill Skarsgård, from the beginning, I avoided spoilers, so I was like, fuck, dude, this guy definitely has the dungeon. and Because mm. the only thing I'd heard is the word dungeon. I was like, he's going to lock her in the dungeon. The whole time I was like, this is a bad man who does bad things, for mm. sure. Dungeon dweller, for sure. Yeah. Spoilers, he gets his head smashed by a mommy milker monster? That, is that what you called monster, it? Yeah, is that what you called that's, it? That's yeah. exactly what I said. Yes. The milky mommy monster. Mm. Yes, mm, the milky good. mommy monster. Mm. Is it worth mentioning that, does it, am I reading too much into it, or does it fit into the theme of, like, the Justin Long kind of, like, power dynamic kind of rape stuff, that she is so apprehensive until he basically says, like, oh, I am this person, and she goes, oh my god, I actually know who that is, and I have respect for that, and then the power dynamic shifts a little bit, and she's like, you know what, yeah, I will have a glass of wine, yeah, I will stay here. Mm. You get what I'm saying? No. Not quite. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm talking about like how right that he says he's a jazz musician, right? That she's aware of. So I'm talking right. about like that kind of a thing, uh, like the celebrity aspect of it, oh, that kind of a thing yeah. where like she lets her guard down when she realizes, oh, this is somebody that I know and I respect. Right. Now I feel safe enough to have the glass of wine to stay. Yada yada yada. I I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think it's a little bit different than that. I could be wrong though. Let me know if I'm absolutely wrong. But I think what it is is they mentioned first. The doc. A documentary about a jazz musician. Mm -hmm. right. And he says he's he seen says, it. She well, goes, nobody's seen, seen that. Right. She goes, no way, I can't believe anyone's seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then she says that the filmmaker is making one about Detroit. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, I'm part of this company that is helping fix up Detroit. Yeah. I'm not like the head guy, mm -hmm. but I'm involved with it. Yeah. So less so, I don't think she's like, oh, fuck, this guy's famous, but more so like, oh, we have common interests and it kind of more it also feels like oh this is a very mm. elaborate backstory if he's lying to me you know right okay it's it kind of erodes the lie i feel or like yeah. it erodes the possibility of a lie yeah right okay it humanizes mm. him okay very much so so they figure out that they both legitimately are supposed to be there yada 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 they have a little bit of conversation she brings up an obscure doc he's seen it yada 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 he's a part of the lion tamers which i guess is oh, they yeah. fix up detroit i guess that's what they must be well did, did and, she say that or did he say that's a New York jazz group or something? I don't know what he said, but he said... Well, I'm, the Lion Tamers? The Lion Tamers? I feel like says, that's what he had said. Yeah, he said, I'm, I'm a part of the Lion Tamers. He's like, well, I'm not the guy, but I'm one of the guys, whatever. Yeah, yeah but were they a band? Like you just I thought they were a That's why I brought York. the thing up earlier. Oh, that's, yeah, why, that's, that's, why, that's why I brought it up. I thought that's what he had said. Kevin yeah, was talking to us while we were watching this movie, so I kind of gotcha. missed this part a little bit. I assumed Lion Tamers was like... A Detroit thing where they're like building infrastructure or something like that. Oh, he, he said like getting, it, it, they're oh. from New York, but they yeah. were like buying somewhere in Detroit. Yeah, I something. thought that what okay. they were trying to do was set up like a new, because Detroit's got jazz, yeah, jazz festival. So yeah. I thought that they were trying to set up like a new base. Like yeah, that was the whole reason I brought up the thing earlier about right. the yeah, yeah, yeah. celebrity, okay. was because I thought he was, yeah, in like a band or whatever. Mm. Well, hey, I said something if I'm wrong. I didn't and know. You all went, yeah, no, go get for for sure, Nick. And I was like, nah, you're wrong. But anyways, for one reason or another, they decide, hey, my guard's down, I'm going to drink that wine, I'm going to stay here, yada, yada, yada. They have a good time, seems like they got some chemistry. I genuinely mm. want them to fall in love. Mm. Me honest. too. Mm. Yeah. I guess I'm a pervert, because I was like, are they going to fuck right now? But whatever, they don't. He sleeps on the couch, she sleeps on the bed, she wakes up in the middle of the night, door open, what the hell? He's making weird noises, what the actual hell? She goes out there. Tries to wake him up. He goes, what the hell? You scared the shit out of me. She goes back to bed. Whatever. Job interview in the morning. Seems to go good. Back to Airbnb. 
what building was that job interview in? I've lived in the area and been to Detroit many times. Don't recognize that building. <laughs> Just want to put that out. There. I have no idea. Yeah. No, yeah, no idea. Mm. I will say wait, before I watch this, you can cut this out if you want me saying this, but Crest had a friend who was like, "Yeah, but it's very clearly not from Detroit." I watched it and I was like, well, "Yeah, because it's a movie." And when she walks out of the house, yeah, it's like, "Oh, this is a parking lot of a seven stage for sure." And then it shows the shot of the freeway. I'm like, "Oh, I recognize all this. Never mind." Yeah, yeah. yeah. the freeway shot. But yeah, so anyway, she has that job interview. She goes back home, and why does she go in the basement? Didn't she need toilet paper? Yep. Yeah, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And she noticed the string. She pulled the string. Hallway. Two washers and two dryers in this unit as well. You notice that one? Oh, no. Washer and dryer upstairs, washer and dryer at the base of the stairs, too. It's true. Yeah. Whoa. Crazy. Also, I'd like to say hats off to the people that made this movie. I would never have thought of it. Would the absolute scariest way to open a secret door? Just a rope coming out of a wall. Yeah. Oh my god. Would you pull it's that rope? So scary. I wouldn't. No. I'm not sure I would even notice it. No, nope, I wouldn't notice yeah. it either. I'd be like, there's the toilet paper. Not a gripe. No. That's fine. <laughs> Movie's a movie. Movie gotta do movie things. <laughs> but I don't know that I would even notice the yeah, I think that's a fair point. I wouldn't notice. But uh yeah, so she does though. She finds a scary tunnel. Very spooky. Mm. Hate that. Mm. Phone upstairs, is she already locked in? Yes. She's yeah. locked in. She's locked in. Phone upstairs. So she devises this elaborate situation with like a chair and a mirror, super elaborate, mm-hmm. and uh, uses the, the 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 one light in the basement. The one light in the basement. Yeah, light the illuminate the hallway. Finds a door at the end. What could be scarier? Uh, an all white room, one camera, one bucket, bloody handprint, and a bed. What could be scarier? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole movie is every time someone turns a corner, it's like, what is the scariest thing I could possibly imagine <laughs> seeing? A dirty bed, a camera, and a bucket? Got it. Yeah. Next corner, what's the scariest thing? Another hallway? Mm. What could be scarier than that? Oh, cages. Maybe oh, some God. stairs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Many stairs? Up until this point, I, I'm like, damn, I know exactly where this movie's going. Bill Skarsgård's on the locker in here. Whatever. He comes home. They open up the window. She gives the key, yada, yada, yada. He ends up in the basement with her after they do a bunch of arguing about, like, I saw something in the basement. And he's like, I can't just fucking believe what you say. Which also, to me, rings as maybe... Yeah, because she's a woman. Because she's a woman? Right, kind of weird, especially after they have that discussion about how Bill is, I don't know, kind of like lightly gaslighting her about this basement scene after just being like such a cool dude Mm. in the night before. You know what Mm. I mean? I don't know. I mean, you're in an Airbnb. Right. The person you're staying with, forget the dynamic. Sure. It's like, hey, there's something really creepy in the basement. Would you just leave or would you check it out? Yeah, because yeah, by all means, she's a stranger. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. true. And, like, I, what would you, like, go to the police station with her and be like, oh, I didn't see anything, but... No, I... Now, keep in mind, at the same time, I thought that, uh... What was her name? Tess. Tess. I thought that Tess was going to be the the baddie of the movie. Whoa. Yeah, because, I, like I said, I had just heard that it was two people booked in the same Airbnb. That's all I had heard yeah. going into this. Was it this movie like I fixed Halloween ends? No, I I thought the movie was fine how it was. I don't need to fix it, personally. Uh, but I just... So I was assuming that Tess was going to be the baddie, and so, like, from Bill's perspective, I just don't get... Sorry, Keith. I don't get why... You'd be so adamant to go see the spooky thing in the basement. I don't get why anybody's ever so adamant to go see a spooky thing anywhere, personally. You know what I think it might be, though? Hmm. 
earlier in the movie they're having that conversation like when they're finally having the line mm -hmm. where she's like if it was reversed and you came knocking on the door one i wouldn't have let you in right mm -hmm. but two you would have just walked in you would not have been nearly as scared as i was mm -hmm. and that's why when he goes in the basement he goes fucking all the way down in the basement right or in general goes mm -hmm. i want to see the basement because mm -hmm. you know, okay. not scared mm -hmm. He gets his head smashed like a watermelon, oh, and that gosh. was the first time in the movie where I was like, whoa, okay, was, this movie bad. is not going to do what I thought it was going to do. That was jarring. For sure. It was very jarring. Yeah. Hard cut to Justin Long living his best life, it seems like. Same it same seems same like. Good song. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Trouble it's, in Paradise. Yeah. He's a rapist. <laughs> He's singing along to some track. Hot. Hot track. Top down. Top 100 track on the radio. Mm. Uh, gets a call and someone on the phone just goes, hey, you know you did a rape, right? And he's like, what? I didn't do a rape? And they're like, yeah, it's all getting shut down. You got no job. You're done. And he's like, I don't believe this. Then he goes to his financial advisor and his financial advisor is basically like, yeah, you don't got the funds. You got all these properties in Detroit, but they're not worth much. Uh, and also, I'm not your financial advisor anymore. Then he goes to Detroit. After. And he goes and hangs out with his bro at the club. When he's in Detroit, yes. to the entire thing. He does. Yeah. yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. After, though, real quick, he does get a phone call where he tells somebody on the phone, like, oh, yeah, I'm in Detroit. And they're like, well, that's not good. You're going to be arrested soon. And, like, uh, you cannot just be in Detroit. That's, like, that's like fleeing. Like, you can't leave the state. I know you're not arrested now or, like, charged with anything, but it does not look good for you to just go to Detroit. Right. But anyways. Was he, uh, was the assault performed against the person who Tess had the interview with? Am I correct in remembering that? No, no it's no, a TV it's a show. Oh, it's a it pilot that he's just gotten picked up, and it was an actress that he asked to be on the show. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought I remember their names being the same. Bye. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he does go to the bar, and he's like, bro, listen, bro, no, you know how I'm like. I'm like the eye of the tiger when it comes to sex, and, like, she was saying no at first, but, like, come on, man. Then we, like, did it kind of thing. Then he calls her and he leaves like an awkward the voicemail where he says like oh, I'm yeah. sorry. So hard to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of this is hard to watch. This just along such yeah. just yeah. I do love. I feel like he's had he had a couple conversations before that with other people on the phone. Like I'm just gonna call her. And everyone like absolutely do not fucking call her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. This is this is where the whitest kids you know kind of comes in. To be honest with yeah. you, yeah. like like yeah. I didn't know that he had directed and I think he partly wrote this movie or did he? I think he wrote this thing. Movie? This is yeah, he wrote yeah, this. Yeah, it was yeah. his baby. Uh, yeah. So I didn't know that beforehand, and then after seeing that Zach had done all mm. that, I was like, oh, makes so much more sense. Yeah. This is one hundred percent a whitest kids you know scene. Yeah. Another thing to mention is when he gets to his property in Detroit, we really glazed over the fact that there's just Tess and Bill Skarsgård's shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Like, when do you guys have this shit cl cleaned? And they're like, yeah, before they come in. He's like, what the fuck do you mean before someone rents it? That's an awful system. Why not clean it after? Like, how am I supposed to know if anybody's squatting in this place? Like, mm. Fully fair point on Justin's Yeah, on honestly, Justin's that rapist point. is making some sense. Yeah. He, he finds the basement. Yeah. spooky noise in the basement. This is the mm. funniest part of the whole fucking movie to me. Oh, my God. This Lord shit so. killed me. Him just being like, oh, Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Can basement, like, he's, like, Googling, like, does that count towards a square foot count? And he's, like, usually no, but he's, like, but usually. And just, yeah, as he finds, like, the the extra tunnel, he's, like, oh, bitch. And he's, like, measuring it. And there's, like, a point where, like, he's halfway downstairs. He's, like, oh, what the fuck? It keeps, <laughs> it keeps going, you know? And, yeah, just every time he turns the corner, he's, like, oh, my God, what the fuck? 13, 14, oh, <laughs> So funny. Yeah. Another whitest kids you know skit, to be oh, honest yeah. with you. Yeah. So funny. It's like legitimately so funny, but so it also funny. works so well with like mm. you ever 
I think also the movie, like I was saying about Bill Skarsgård going down into the basement because of the conversation they had earlier, shitty Justin Long, who doesn't notice his own red flags, is seeing all this <laughs> insane shit in the basement and does not really put it together mm. that something awful is about to happen. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love when he's in the little room with like the camera and the bed, and he makes just doesn't even think about it. He's like yanking the bed yeah. against the wall so he can <laughs> fucking... Yeah. He like pinches his finger and then he <laughs> again. So. I'll also say two things here. Um, well, three things. One, he fumbles with the knife, which is a bit of foreshadowing when he fumbles the gun later. But anyways, um, at this point, I thought for sure with his track record of being a rapist, he's going to get caught with all this shit around and they're going to think it was his. Oh, I didn't That's what I thought. That. The other thing that I thought for sure was going to happen, and Nick, you can back me up on this because he thought the same thing. I was like, dog, this movie's going to definitely like... Justin Long is even going to be our final character. There's going to be a whole another act where there's another <laughs> person that wanders mm. into this house. Neither of those things necessarily happened, but no, they did. They did cut to a whole other through a third story without letting you know what happened. Yeah, oh yeah, just along long, mm. and they cut to Dan in the eighties. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris called a lot in this movie. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, I didn't find it that predictable. Like a lot of the stuff exactly. that was like classic mm. tropey stuff, like just didn't register because like that's you know just usually how movies are told. But the things that were remarkable did definitely stick in my mind. Yeah, but anyways. Like I've heard most of the complaints I've heard about this movie are like, ah, it was pretty predictable and like kind of boilerplate and stuff like that. And really? Like, yeah, I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when we watched it, Chris was like, we're going to cut to a third person. Monster's going to be an incest baby. And he called it right from like as soon as like those clues were being laid. Mm. And even though we knew that and that was by definition predictable, it was predicted, everything that happened on the way to those things was kind of like nothing I've ever seen. Before. Right, it was all so, interesting at yeah, the very exactly. least. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. as soon as I saw that lady, I was like, they're definitely doing like a wrong turn, kind of like incest baby locked yeah. in the basement thing. Really? Yeah. You're a fucking genius there, cuz. Yeah. Yeah. My IQ is like 93 you. or something like that, so. Yeehaw. <laughs> Anyways. I didn't even hear the joke. It was really good. <laughs> You'll have to listen to the episode. <laughs> when you say things right, I call them bullet points. That's our last And that's an extra three cents for us. Sorry, uh, Justin Long bumps into Scary Milky Monster um, and basically falls into a hole that has tests in it as well. Yeah. And this scene was a little hard for me to watch when Mama is putting mm. the fucking baby bottle through it's the grate. And she's like, you, gotta, you, you have to drink it. You have to drink it. You can't get upset because she'll get upset. And then she gives the baby a bottle to Tess, and Tess just starts going. Gosh. And she's been down there for weeks at this point. She's been yes. she's been living off of milk. And then they give the bottle back to Justin Long. He's like, mm, 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 mm. but then Mama takes baby. Mm. And uh, yeah, and yeah, we miss it a little bit, but yeah, he sees the breastfeeding room on his way there. So when he doesn't drink it, it's like again, movie being predictable, but still so good, being like, oh, she's taking. Oh, he's mm. getting the boob. He's getting yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. Is that predictable or just good, though? Because I, like, well, I yeah. like that a lot. It's predictable in a good way. It's, yeah. it's what we in the business like to call foreshadowing. Mm. A setup. Hmm. We in the business, I mean, me and my brother across, we're, we don't want to brag, but we're the new Cullen Brothers. We're the, <laughs> we're the Bullet Brothers. <laughs> Look out for our Scream 7 pitch. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so whatever. The titty gets sucked. Tess gets out the hole. <laughs> I love, I love when she walks by the breastfeeding room and sees someone and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> She gets outside and she tries to contact the police. Yes. There's one other thing I want to mention 
I called. I called it late, but as soon as I saw the homeless man chasing her into the house after the thing happened where someone was like, that's not a good neighborhood, I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. That guy knows something about the house, and he's trying to warn her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't call until later. You can verify that I called it later. But in that moment, I was like, that's what's going on here. Yeah, I thought about it when he ran up on her yeah. first. Like, yeah. Get out of that house. I was like, yeah. he for sure knows something. But also, mm-hmm. at the same time, just that shot of her getting out of her car and in the background out of focus is that homeless man sprinting towards her. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, great, his fear. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, be, oh, God, I hate it. hate it. I don't know if that was the best approach from his... <laughs> he was working on social skills um, so she goes outside she's looking for police and uh, yeah ACAB all the way I do have respect for this uh, movie like there's a point where she calls the police about the crazy thing she found in the basement and I have a very similar situation or I've been in a similar situation where like she calls and the police are like yeah okay oh, yeah, great the man. yeah but the homeless man right 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 so anyways yeah she does call the police they don't they, they have no author, offer no help she bumps into police when she escapes from the dungeon and they're just they, I mean she says it she's like I'm not a fucking crackhead or something but yeah they're very apprehensive about what she's saying they ask if she has ID she's like I have no ID no no you're not hearing me I just escaped from a fucking dungeon I have nothing you know they go to the house and she's like we gotta get in there there's another guy in there and they're like ma'am ma'am uh, you know you're doing a crime right now you broke that window and then they're like uh, we got a fucking 3947 like you know they get out of there whatever so she decides she's got to take the law into her own hands, breaks the door down, goes down there to get Justin Long, leaves the door open with a chair, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tess is thinking. Yeah, you, I feel like you're thinking. What was that? I just, I don't know if I would go and rescue Justin Long. Yeah. Oh, were you getting stressed? <laughs> yeah, like, secondhand stress? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How do you Strange feel decision. about that? As Here's how I feel about it. I'm not trying to, I, I swear to god i'm not trying to virtue single i don't th- i think i would also die but i i don't think i could i don't think i could leave knowing that someone was down there about to get be in the yeah. same because like, i just did that for three weeks and now there's a new person down there like i know mm. like i know what he's about to do for just until he dies basically like i i really feel like i couldn't but would you mm. would you try to if you could get out get help him and come back yeah i think that would be my tactic because like i would know that I just lived in there for like three weeks, and my tactic would basically be like, okay, go back into the house. Her fucking phone is upstairs. Get my fucking phone. Get my fucking wallet. Maybe take a shower. Put on clean clothes. And then yeah, I would like I would try to like. Uh, snack. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, this is not an interesting. Up. This is not an interesting movie. Obviously, you know, like what you watch her shower, you watch her get her wallet. She goes to the police and she says, hey, look at this. I stayed in this Airbnb. Found this crazy shit in the basement. I got locked down there for three weeks. Okay. Three weeks I was locked down there, right? Yeah. Then another guy stumbled upon it, got locked in this pit with me. Okay. Then I escaped while she was distracted. This lady who held me captive was distracted with a new person. I uh, Maybe I wouldn't shower and stuff. Maybe I'd leave it all grungy, but I'd have ID in my mm. phone. Maybe that's what I would do. Would you go back and just like take some selfies next to like the scary doors? I'd maybe take like a picture or two. Yeah. Well, from whatever. But anyways, know. basically what I would do is I'd, I'd go to the cops and I would just say that kind of thing. I'd be like, "Listen, there was a guy held captive right now at this address. I stayed in this Airbnb. That, but you know, again, the, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, no, I probably wouldn't cinematically kick the fucking door down and go down there to save him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, real life is way different, you know. Yeah, Elton and I were talking about this today. We were texting each other because he was like, "Hey, come on my movie podcast." So I was like, "Well, how do you feel about the movie?" You didn't you say that 
her going back for Justin Long seems pretty counterintuitive or like it's just weird to me I don't see why after we see so many times her being apprehensive towards men after kind of being strong against men you know she hangs up the phone against or uh, from calls from what Marcus is like the first oh yeah you know just keeps yeah. on hanging up the phone because like I assume that this is like somebody she's just getting away from and you know she's just like portrayed as like a strong woman and you yeah, know she like comes up and she's like I need to see your fucking credentials Bill mm-hmm. Skarsgård you need to prove to me why I should feel safe around you to all of a sudden go through I mean I guess I can see now after hearing what Cuss had said uh of experiencing this for weeks wanting to save somebody else from that I guess I can see it now more from from that perspective yeah. but it just seems weird to maybe from like the filmmaker side to kind of write this character as a person who is so strong trying to save herself and then all of a sudden put herself in so much danger yeah. to save some dude who has been shitty to her and got her in trouble with Mommy Monster almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. Just strange. You don't strange know the Mommy Monster rules, though. That's true. Mm. Well, she did. She did. She did know the Mommy Monster rules. No, I said he didn't. Oh, right. Yeah. But she tried to tell him and say, hey, yeah, listen to me. it was like me. two minutes. Listen to me. Like, you're you in that situation, and you're immediately just like, yep, that sounds like perfectly logical sense. No, but uh, I think... She figured it. She figured it out real fast. <laughs> Tess figured it out so fast and was still alive. Is I guess yeah. all I'm saying. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Smarter. She seems rather cautious. So to go in there like head first. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. It's kind of a weird character flop. I flip, think. Rather. The reason I didn't like it, or at least why I find it dissatisfying, is that like the whole second act, you're basically just like seeing Justin Long be this sleazy creepy guy and mm-hmm. then for him to be the one that gets saved by Tess is like oh great uh, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. it reminds me real quick of like uh, Halloween season of the witch mm-hmm. like I do not like the main character the whole time because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a piece of shit who doesn't take care of his kids he doesn't do his job he just fucks off to go try to fuck a 22 year old woman in a hotel like three times before he yeah. saves the day <laughs> like what the fuck you know but I love the movie I do and like I like like by the time it was over and I had some time to digest, I was like, okay, so they're going for like an anti-hero thing where like your mm. main character is just a main character. They're yeah. not necessarily a hero in the traditional sense. They're just a guy. I don't know. Not comparable totally to like someone being an actual rapist. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the movie definitely does, I think, play with that a lot. Like it's forcing the for audience someone. to follow yeah. someone who is an awful person. Yeah, and I think like... Could you, I'm... I'm just talking out of my ass here. Mm. But I think, like... For a while, what I thought they were going to do was there were I, I, there were multiple times where I was like, oh, God, is this movie going to be trying to kind of, like, do, like, a kind of an apologist thing? Or, like, maybe we should open up and be more, like, open to, like, these oh, people having a redemption mm. arc? But luckily, it never teetered into that territory. I just got nervous a couple of times. Mm. I think... What it is... Again, this is just my interpretation of it. I could be absolutely wrong. But I think her going back for Justin Long, like, him being an awful rapist man and having that whole backstory before he ends up down there, it's obviously on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like, at the beginning of the movie, she doesn't trust Bill Skarsgård because, like, they're just in this weird situation and she's got to be cautious about it or whatever. And then I think, like, 
when she meets Justin Long and like wants to go back and save him and she's like really invested in him it's like oh yeah he's going through something very similar as I am or exactly like I am and even when she gets out she's like well I know what he's going through so I can like look past some of these red flags and stuff like that and I don't think he's that bad of a guy it's not like not like she ever knows Mm. Right, she didn't know that whole story. She's been in a hole. She hasn't gotten the news. Right, right. Literally under a rock. Exactly. In another sense, you could say that you just, you never know. You never know what people are, you know, what what, Like, yeah, maybe they're what's the word? Trauma bonding? Is that a thing? Is that a thing people say? Like, I've heard. Well, that's two words, but yeah, sure. Shut up. And, um, on your own podcast, shut up. Okay. Yeah. But, am I... Am I out of line? Am I am I saying dumb things with what I'm trying to get at with Justin Long and her? No, I can see that. No, I see it. I I guess more what I was upset about was just that if it were me, I would get a posse. You know, I'd go in with extra guns, just not right. myself. Like, I like think that's, my that's scenario, my right? That's your where scenario. I go like get you the sheriff. Yeah, right. Like it just doesn't make any sense why I'd go in myself. Okay. Right. I think is more. With the stronger point that I was worried oh, okay. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I feel that. So she goes back for Justin Long. Mm-hmm. And she calls the cops, and they're like, man, no one's in this house. All we've seen is that you broke this window. So fucking, we suck. We're cops. Mm-hmm. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. While she's down there, also 100% called it. You can confirm. I was like, he's going to shoot her. <laughs> he's going to accidentally shoot her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we totally missed. When he meets the... When he meets Daddy. Oh, man. oh yeah, yeah, he meets Daddy. We miss when he meets Daddy. But well, also... he's actually like great-great-great-grandpa, right? Yes. Yeah. But we also missed when Justin Long falls in the hole at first, we cut back to the 1980s. Hmm. To Edward Scissorhands' town. But it's this town, and it's the same house. It's in 4 by 3 now and all that. Mm. Things are much more colorful. It's Detroit in the 80s, and we just see a man come out of the house, and he goes to a store to buy baby stuff. And the lady at the store is like, mm, you need help. You need a lot more baby stuff than you think. Another genuinely funny part of the movie. Yes. Like slapstick comedy of just like, <laughs> come on now, you need yeah. more diapers. That's not enough diapers. And then he's leaving diaper store, Babies Are Us. And I don't, is this how, do you think this is how like predators work? They're just like going home and see a lady and go, yeah, you. I'm going to follow you home. Is that how it works? Like, it's just a spur-of-the-moment thing? I mean, I think there's, like, opportunists. Okay. Yeah, and right. then I there's other that. people that are way more premeditated. Absolutely. Anyway, he shows up at her house with a jumpsuit on and goes, I'm a plumber. Here to see about your pipes. Spooky. And she goes, cool. And he goes in the bathroom, turns on the sink, unlocks her window, turns it off, and goes, y'all are good. See you later. And he goes home, and comedian Kurt Braun offer, I believe his name is, lives next door, and goes, Hey, we're moving out. And he goes, I ain't going nowhere. He goes to his house and opens the basement door and you hear people screaming and he closes it and then you're back to Justin Long. And he finds that man laying in a bed in a pile of filth, all kinds of stuff. Coffee. All kinds of tapes full of mm. their, you know. Atrocity. There's no sensitive way to put it. It's their rape tapes. Yeah. And uh, I did like the tension between him like at, like doing the thing with his hand like, oh, I want something. And he keeps being like, what do you want, the water? The, does everything else is trash? But you can see the rope for the fucking belly saw He's trying to ring the bell. Mm-hmm. That's what he's trying to do to alert Mama, like, hey, come eat this person. 
Um, but he just keeps going, what, this is all trash, this is all trash here, there's nothing, 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 nothing. And then as he's scolding the grandpa for being, you know, yeah, a rapist, tapes, yeah. pulls out the gun, shoots himself in the head right in front of Justin Long, but now Justin Long has a gun. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he that knows words. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the other day I was at work and I asked somebody, I was like, do you like, someone who I thought would like this movie, I was like, do you like scary movies? And they're like, no, not really. And I was like, oh, well, I watched a movie I thought you'd really like. And they're like, ah, oh, tell me about it. I spent like a good 45 minutes telling them the entire plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't remember how Justin Long gets the gun. And I was like, I think old man is just old. And he's like, Bleh. and he just takes the gun from him. But yeah, you're right. No, he shoots himself. I absolutely mm-hmm. forgot about that. Yes. So now he's shot Tess. They get out of the house. There was a point where Tess pinned Mama against the wall, but she got out. Oh, she's in the car. Yeah. She meets Homeless Man. And I love Homeless Man. He's like, oh. we got to go to the water tower because. That's where I live. She comes out at night. <laughs> <laughs> the freaks come out at night. Um, but yeah, they run off. They find the homeless man because Tess knows where to go. Um, he's talking and he's like, she uh, she didn't come this far. She'll never come here. I've been living here 28 years. She never come here. Then she bursts through the wall, rips his arm off, beats him up with the arm. They're chasing. <sighs> so funny. Yeah. Honestly. Feels like a YouTube sketch. Yeah. Yeah. They run up the water tower, and then there's a moment again which I really expected to go a different way. Mama's there. Tess is there, wounded. Uh, Justin Long's there, and Justin Long like, hey, there's a way that I can live. And like grabs to be shitty. Yeah, grabs Tess by the hair and throws her off the water tower because he knows that Mama will follow, and she does, and he can get away. Yada yada yada. In that moment, I thought because he had that nice moment at the campfire, air quotes nice, where he's like, you know what, I can go on to still do good, even though I did a rape. I thought for sure he was gonna like sacrifice himself to Mama to save her and try to like redeem. Because again, I thought the movie was gonna try to do that Mm. thing, or I was gonna try to be like, oh, rapists can still do good things later. Do do do. But, uh... It's always kids you know theme song. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, then there's the whole thing with, like, uh, Tess laying there and Mama's laying there. And then, you know, Justin Long comes up and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. You know, I had... I, and he, like, tries to, like, excuse his actions by being yeah, like, I, like, I, I, I grabbed that. you and you, you just didn't let go. And that's what happened. And, yeah, and he's like, yeah, and I just I didn't have time to think. And I panicked and I threw you and then, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 I know you'd be fine. Look yeah, you. you'd be fine. <laughs> and I was going to come back for you and I was going to save you. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mama comes back, kills Justin Long. Oh, she puts her thumbs through his eyes. That's what happens. Oh, yeah. Something I love about this movie, I read, don't know how true it is, I read it on IMDb Trivia. Um, Zach Krieger, the director, made it a point, like, the phrase that he used was like, if John Carpenter couldn't have done it in The Thing, we're not doing it in this movie. So there's, like, no Hmm. CGI in this movie, everything, every, like, effect and stuff like that is all practical. Big ups, air horns all day, don't have an air horn, so... Mommy is Ow. obviously, she's obviously CGI'd, right? Oh, no. No? That's practical, man. Does she really? Like a six foot five man in a costume. No way. Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. But anyways, uh, yeah, then uh, the mama comes up and she's like, mama, baby, baby hurt. <laughs> and uh, Tess puts a gun to her head and goes kablamo. And then, uh, you know, uh, that song plays that's like, uh, be my little baby. It's good. It's be good. Be I didn't know how I felt about it at first, like them cutting back from the credits to her walking away. But after like, I don't know, 30 seconds, I was like, this kicks so much ass. This mm. is so good. I loved it. That's a wrap. Mm. Yeah. All right, Crust. Any uh, final thoughts on the film? About yeah. feelings? Yeah. I would say that I really appreciate everything being practical. I would say that it uh, kept me on my toes. I would say that it was genuinely scary sometimes. It was genuinely funny sometimes. I don't think I could ask for much more out of a horror movie. Um... 
outside of like, you know, this the unfair expectation of it being like The Shining or Halloween or something. But like, this is a very good outing, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'd be very interested to see what uh, Mr. Whitest Kids You Know does next. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's so interesting to kind of be not a, not a big conversation what I have, nor do I think it's going to spark one, but I just want to mention like, you know, we're in the era where like Childish Gambino started by doing skits on YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. And genuine hilarious kid. Yeah, oh, and like Jordan. Oh, yeah, and Jordan Peele used to he be on like. Pooped his pants. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's a sketch that when I see it, I don't, I can't tell people about it. I tell them about it and go, we're watching it right now. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, like uh, the Jordan Peele used to be on like Mad TV, you know, um, and it's just uh, sort of amazing. I mean, we're in the era where you know, uh, fucking. Yeah. Reality TV. David can kill Goliath. Reality TV star can be the Hmm. president, so... Forget what I just said. That's out of mattress, man. So this movie gets a B, though. A B? Hmm? Yeah, it's a B. I think it's a solid B. B for Barbarian. B for Barbarian! Uh Oh! And you, Nash? Me? How did I feel about this movie? Yeah, I'd love to hear. I liked it quite a bit. Um... Yeah, I heard just like just nonstop people telling me about how good it was, and so I was like, mm, okay, I'll see it and probably not like it because that's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I watched it, I was like, God, fuck, that was really good. It was like Crust was saying, it's a just it's I guess a new genre of like a horror movie directed by a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. It was like legitimately good. Like they said that about I think by they I mean I don't know who I mean by they. The business folks, they the talk. Hollywood elite, yeah. uh-huh. the liberal Hollywood Fellas, left, ladies. Talk about how Ladies. comedic actors can do drama really well, but this work the other way around. But I guess it works for directors like him and Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like this movie's genuinely funny at times and genuinely scary at times, mm-hmm. um, and I think it mixes pretty well. It's a little fantastic and over the top because why does why does big milky mommy monster have super strength? I don't know. Doesn't really matter. Mm. Incest. Um, yeah, kind of a how kind is that of logistically a... making. You know what? It's fine as a movie. She's been mutated. It is, but also I'm gonna say what a what a you know, what a what a what a what a Yeah you know, inappropriate portrayal of what incest does to a human being. But Mm. you know, I'm not even gonna go there. Right. Well they also I mean they didn't find the secret wall that has the gym behind it that she fucking pumps (laughs) iron in every single day. That and then the, That's a deleted scene. Right. The medieval stretcher device that dad puts her in for a couple minutes a day so she gets taller and Mm. taller. Mm. Very good point. But, um, yeah, I thought it was good for all those reasons, and also when a movie, like, inserts social commentary and stuff like that, I think this is the, maybe, like, some of the best I've seen in a movie, because none of it's, like, oh, okay, Mm. or, like, super deep, or, like, super, Mm. like, in your face. Yeah. It's always, like, when I notice it, like, I'm always, like, oh, clever, fun, and then I just move on with the rest of the movie, and it's, like, Mm. ah, cool. Thought about it a little bit, as well as the rest of the movie. I'm gonna give it a solid B plus. I just I, I don't want to uh, I want to piggyback off your thing, but I don't want to sound too pretentious. I I think a movie can send a message and have social commentary or whatever, but like I really do appreciate that David Lynch quote where he's like, I think if you're making a movie to send a message, you're better off going to Western Union or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's my personal. Okay. That's like seven out of ten, to ten times though, because there are plenty of movies that I watch that have a message or whatever. Yada yada yada. I'm just saying that, like, yeah, I definitely. I know. I just meant to say more so. I know what you mean. Like, 
sometimes it can tank a movie if they try to like say something. It's like okay, just yeah, like do I, the I, movie. I think this movie did a good <laughs> job because you put your like, foot in their mouth when you did that other yeah, thing. Yeah, I think this movie did a good job of having not putting like its a, foot in its mouth. Hey, here's a little bit of what I'm trying to say, but also for a lot of it, it's just a, it's just it's just you, man. It's mm. like it's just enough of it is a movie rather than social commentary that maybe gets uh it gets uh gets points on both hands. What message did you think it was sending? I don't think it was really sending a message totally. What more commentary? so like yeah, that's one of the reasons why I think it succeeded because it didn't totally go anywhere conclusive. It just went like here's something you might want to think slash talk about, hmm. and then it carried on. Yeah, it's not like ans- asking and answering a question. Yeah, it's just like playing with situations that are in the same realm of being like, mm, what about this? What about this? And like. Hmm. It also, I forgot what the end of that sentence was going to be, <laughs> so cut that out. But no, yeah, it just brings up the idea of like, uh, like I said, like earlier, like the you know, the most on the nose one is like how it keeps playing with like Justin Long's character of like being a rapist, but then making it your main character for a little while, and then teasing a redemption thing, but then not doing it. But also, you know, as like Nick or you guys were talking about earlier, is just the uh, the idea of like trust and like how that dynamic changes as the situation changes and you know genders get swapped and stuff and you know i don't know i, I think there's like i said I, I don't think there's ever like a statement being made yeah but there are definitely like things where it's just like something to think about <laughs> so well, what about you guys you guys got closing thoughts what do you guys think of it you guys want to give it grades eve Oh yeah, gosh! Podcast now. Mm. How do you feel? Gosh, about I don't know. We're flipping on the other side. Might have a ton of tables. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit divided. I like okay. it from a, it's a thriller mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I was scared. I was jumping. <laughs> um, I was sweating. Um, <laughs> Can't confirm. Uh. Oh, side note, real quick. Have you ever seen The Tourist Trap? No. Okay, we'll get into that later. Um, We'll get into that later. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I mean, I liked it from that perspective. I didn't think it was predictable um, at all, and I thought it was fun how, I don't know, the Justin Long's character randomly shows up, and you're like, what's going on? And then it, like, cuts back to the 80s, and it's like, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I I like it from that perspective, and I, I like that it, you know, uses practical effects, and I thought visually it looked really cool. Um, and was just like, I don't know, cool to watch. Yeah. Um, social commentary aspect, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan, I'll be yeah. honest. I was kind of like, okay, he's a shitty guy who mm-hmm. raped someone. I don't need to see that again. Yeah. That happens enough in real life. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. need him to be the main character in this movie that I'm yeah. watching. And I don't know if they really did anything satisfying with yeah. it. Yeah. That's fair, because, you know, Did even while you bring that up, that was that was another thing that I was thinking was, like, is it yeah, even... Some death. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it nice? Like, I was thinking, yeah. is it even satisfying to have him on the water tower and just continue to be bad? Because it kind of sets up, like, the redemption mm-hmm. thing. But if you deny that and you just have him continue to be bad, is that even a satisfying end point for your rapist arc? Mm. I... You know? That's a good question. I think... Feels like a way this gives you no joke, to be honest with you. It's all I come back yeah, to okay, at the end yeah. of the day is like I know his history. Like after I had seen that, I was like, okay, like a lot of things make a lot yeah. more sense. But I definitely get what you mean about being divided mm-hmm. on it for sure. I definitely get what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. I I think from like 
I know I've been, I, I feel like I've been doing an awful job of trying to like explain why I like that part of the social commentary so mm -hmm. much, but I think it might be because like the arc or like the thing it's trying to talk about isn't so much him as it is Tess. Mm -hmm. Or like like I think it's kind of supposed to be like like I maybe I think this is a common thing most people go through. You know somebody who is dating somebody or something like that mm -hmm. that is dating somebody that you're like this person is an absolute scumbag how are the two of barbarian. you <laughs> this person's an absolute barbarian how are you doing this what are you seeing in this person mm -hmm. it's like with her it's like well it's like a, a similar situation i can relate where this person's coming from kind of thing because you don't have all the facts yeah. Maybe. Or you're being blinded by something that you by share with thing. that person. Right, right, yeah. right, right. But let me give you another example of one of the reasons why I'm not... I get what you're saying, but also, like, uh, I'm, I'm also divided because, like, sometimes I appreciate it, but I, get, I, don't, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I like the dichotomy between, like, him not understanding why he's a bad person, but then scalding the old man in the bed. Yeah, like he still thinks he's above that, right? Because he says yeah, that a couple times. He's, like, point, he's yeah. like, I didn't rape, rape a girl. He's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah like this classic black and white. That's a monster. That's a rapist. Yeah. Long is, hey, yeah. I can kind of try to talk my way out of this to myself, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right, and a, yeah. it's like a callback to him being at the, uh, at the dance club when yeah. he's talking to his boy. You know? And yeah. Like, yeah. Fun fact: the boy he's talking to, got from Wise Kids, you know, director of his movie. Oh, really? Oh, is it really sad? I didn't even recognize yeah. that. But before, we barrel, head, so. but before we barrel on too much, do you want to wrap up slash give it a grade? Slap a grade on that thing. Got grade it. this grade. meat. Oh, man. Grade this meat. Oh, grade AA is the best egg you can get. Grade this meat. Grade this meat. Grade, grade this meat. meat. Grade this meat. You guys should say that from now on on the end of every episode of your podcast. Oh, okay, we will. Meat? Of course, we're going to say that. Write that down. Write that down. Grade this I'm writing, writing it down. down. Scribble, scribble, scribble. My notebook is full of questions for a game show. Go on. Um, <laughs> wait, there's also one. And riddles thing. unasked. I'm so sorry. Help, give me a riddle right now. <laughs> My biggest pet peeve in the world. I'm is looking riddles. at two flowers, cuss. One has twelve petals and the other has three. You start plucking. You pluck. 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 Does she love you? Depends on which flower I started plucking. Physical channels. I will do a funny amount of push-ups. <sighs> Missa, give this movie a grade. I am going to give it a B-. minus. But also, sure. there's one other thing that I wasn't a huge fan of. And that was, like, I don't know. The way that they talked about Detroit in this movie, it felt like just this weird add-on. I felt like it could have been said anywhere, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah that's but definitely 100% fair. Um, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like I, we had a conversation about this, about like the Detroit thing and like mm -hmm. our feelings about it, but I will definitely say that I don't think it needed to be set in Detroit. And I do think it is ancillary and kind of superficial that it's set in Detroit. I don't know that there was really a reason for them to set it in Detroit. Is that fair to say, do you think? Yeah. Yes, I think it could have. I think it could have just been. I think it could have just been. Was that your number? Was that the funny number? It was a fourteen again. How many did you do? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. And I almost puked. It's a pretty funny number. It's 
pretty even number. Okay, so uh, odd is funnier to you? Is odd? I was gonna puke, but I figured I, I didn't want to clean it up. I was gonna go until I vomited. Sure. Okay. Is odd If you did enough push-ups where you vomited, that would have been a very funny. I thought it was yeah, in my head. Number. It was really funny. So, I can't. So I did it in my head. Uh, what were you? What were we saying? Oh, just I think it was ancillary and like superficial. Oh, the the, yeah, yeah, the Detroit thing. It's just it doesn't need to be Detroit. It yeah. just needs to be quote-unquote bad city so that you. Even people who aren't a cab are like, yeah, believable that the cops wouldn't believe her, or believable that she would decide, yeah, maybe it's better to come in Bill Skarsgård's house than stay in my car. Let me flip that. Mm -hmm. I mean, where would be a good city? Like, if we were going like to set a good city. It doesn't even really need to have a name, to be honest with you. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's my major gripe as a person who lives in Michigan yeah. in Metro Detroit. It doesn't have to be Detroit. You guys said it. I was doing push-ups. I'm sorry I missed all of this conversation, yeah. but that's my biggest gripe. It's just like... Because even part of your thing, I feel like it'd be even more ACAB if it was something that was perceived as good. But maybe they didn't want it to be that... Old. I don't know. Whatever. I'm just, I'm just talking. I ate. Just talking. It's not your podcast. You got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing to lose. You just go home, you go to bed, and you sleep well at night, don't you? I sleep very good, yeah. I got to carry the weight of this podcast on our shoulders. Yeah, Chris, that's what I love about being the Bullet Brothers, is we're just writing scripts for our movies that we're making. We don't got to worry about editing. We don't got to worry about writing letters. We don't got to worry about watching two movies a week. We don't got to worry about funny we don't gotta worry about posting on instagram we don't gotta worry about yeah like what's a reel i don't understand what a reel is we don't is. worry about how bad we have to piss right now it's just it's nothing it's easy breezy beautiful cover what else do you do bullet brothers us nothing we we we, we make movies um we make bullets uh, we did. We're not gun guys, but it's just our last name, so we thought it'd be good. What else did we do? Crank. Uh, crank two. That was all us. Crank two high voltage. We yeah, did we that. Did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You put that other guy's name on it. I don't even remember it because I hate him so much. I just walked out of my brain. But the two of us yeah, we directed it. Crank two high voltage. Wrong turn three. Uh, eight. Jason Statham's daughter's godfather. Was he in crank two? Eight legged freaks was also us. We did that one. No way. Yeah. 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 We did Blair Witch 2, the uh, Book of Shadows. As the owner of a movie podcast, I've never heard of any of these things, so get the no? fuck out of here. We also do some roofing from time to time. Did you, did you write the thing? Did what? you give your closing thoughts and write? No, I was doing push-ups, and you guys pretty much touched on. My biggest gripe was the whole Detroit thing. Don't think it needed to be said here. It kind of obscured the ACAB aspect of it, because to me it kind of read as Detroit cops are bad. And Detroit cops That's aren't fair. helpful. Yeah. You know, and like... And it's like, come on, buddy. I think that cops can be helpful. They just have too many roles in their job. We don't need to get into this discussion on this podcast. <laughs> but, so, it just was a weird, weird aspect of it. I really loved the cinematography. I think it was a beautiful movie, and every scene was shot mm -hmm. very well. The colors were beautiful, and like, very cool, dynamic movements for the camera. Yeah. In yeah, a lot yeah. of scenes, you know, there's yeah, a whole lot true. of just, like, yeah. really interesting shots where I was yeah. just like, wow, this is pretty and, like, innovative. Like, wow, mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I love how, like, you don't get a lot of that upstairs. Mm -hmm. A lot of that comes from downstairs. Mm -hmm. Like, just Ooh. crazy wide lenses and, like, uh, as Crush called it, the, like, hardcore Henry angles of him holding the flashlight and the... Yeah, oh, I love that. Like the that. hardcore yeah. Henry was so and cool. And the camera gets, like, all, like pretty, like handheld and kind of shaky while they're downstairs it's nice mm -hmm. yeah they did a lot of super cool stuff with the camera so i really liked it for that aspect um i think i would give it squarely a b 
Nice. Hey, word up. Thanks Wait, for say? having us here, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. The Bullet Brothers really uh, appreciate it. We're going to shoot sure, out of here. Yeah, make sure to catch our movie in theaters November 27th. Which film is it again? Yeah, what is it called? Crest? Oh, this one's called uh, The Lamp Shade. Oh. Yeah, yeah A24 is making it. Uh, I couldn't because it's so vague and uh, yeah, it's like, like an impressionist painting. It's kind of like beauties in the eye of the beholder. It's really what you get out of it. So mm, Right, it's like if you squint in your eyes and look at a bright light and it's yeah. like slightly shaded, huh? Yeah, like just, I guess, general overview, like what you get from the trailers, I guess. It's about a mother who has postpartum depression. She uh. wants to kill her kids and she doesn't know what to do about it. But also, it doesn't end the way you think it does. Sounds really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, scored by Michael Giacchino. We all oh, went to yeah. high school together. It was also... Well, I don't want anybody hearing too much about this movie, so that's that, Mattress Man. I'm just trying to give flowers to the people that worked on this movie. Chris, uh, Chris shout out someone else that worked on this movie with us. Uh... Shantana... Leon. Yeah, Santana mm. worked real hard on this movie. And his best friend, Leon. Mm -hmm. Kennedy. From Resident Evil? Whitest Kids You Know. Whitest Kids You Know. No, I meant to say, um, no, I meant to say, uh, from, uh, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What's that fucking, hang on one second. Uh, yes, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 hang on, wait, one second, one second, one second. What's that fucking movie that's like, uh, traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick, feeling kind of car sick, there's a Ford Maverick, that's oh. a million, oh, Premium sorry. Rush. Hang on a second. From, uh, Malibu's Most Wanted. Yeah, Malibu's Most Wanted. Oh, I thought you were talking about Premium Rush. Alright. Either of those. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna, thanks for having us, we're gonna leave. Chris. Yeah, Bye. thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Drive safe. Yep, have a good one, guys. And don't let the door hit you your ass on the way out, mattress man. That okay? Yeah, you gotta plug the Instagram. That happens in the outro. Don't don't be fooled by him. Yeah, I, He's trying to bugs bunny you. I don't ever listen that far into the podcast, anyways. <laughs> bang bang, shots fired, and it Damn. wasn't even the bullet boys. <laughs> <laughs>If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... Me and Nick used to live in a house that honestly could have been haunted. Oh, it was. Yeah. I we... don't believe in ghosts, so I think the house is haunted. Yeah. Interesting. We had the same nightmare one time. Oh! Chris, not to, not to take the talk, not to tell you how to do your job. That's the end of the story. That's the big bang at the end. That's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me, let alone that house. Okay, well, there was a couple of things before Nick got involved that did happen in the house. Well, no, not even before. While we were living there. I come in halfway through the story like Justin Long. We're both chilling in the house. Please please tell me you're not like Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy that owned the house? <laughs> So our house, the way it was set up at uh, State Park, was like living room next to like kitchen, dining room, um, and then like the middle section, like the middle strip that connected to the back bedrooms, was like a little kind of like a vestibule style kind of hallway, like very tiny, but you know, that connected to like a bathroom, and then there was like a hallway leading to the 
basement next to like a doorway up to the upstairs. So in that little, little tiny bit that connected the entire house, um, there was this weird, almost like perfectly for like a, like a, for like a, like a mother Mary kind of like, almost like chapel shaped yeah. cut out Just in the wall. Divot, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Divot in the wall. And there was a picture hanging on there. Me and Nick are just chilling, literally not even moving around, nothing. That fucking thing flew across the room. Whoa! The picture that was hanging in there. And we both heard the crash, and we went to the fucking... And we saw it on the floor, and we are like, what the fuck? No, I think... I could be wrong. Yeah. But I think that happened to you and Kayla. Okay. And then you told me about it. Uh-huh. Ah, Chris goes same real. And then we had like a, a like a couple other incidents. Uh-huh. I don't really remember. And you like burned sage and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, Chris, go same real. And then I was home alone once, and that picture in that hallway fell off. It was across oh, the hallway. And I don't think I ever told you that that happened. No, never heard that. Because I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But you can tell the the nightmare part. We also had two uh, incredibly just scary dolls up in our attic. Well, before you even get there, I guess I should mention that I had a nightmare about the dolls. Um, I thought there was something up at the basement that we had the same dream about. Yes. Okay. I was just bringing up the dolls first. Okay. The, 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 the guys got to get me nice and scared top before we talk about this pot. of this house <laughs> was like a, like an attic room. Like it was just like the ceiling mm-hmm. pointed up because it was the roof of the house. But it yeah. was like a, a full-fledged room. Right. And then like on the sides, on each opposing wall... There was like a little cupboard that you can go in that was like storage space and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in one of them, just in a chair, were just two bald, like eighteen eighty three dolls. Eighteen eighty three <laughs> dolls just sitting there, and like the world's creepiest record player with the world's creepiest records that we played, because like it was like old and like so the speaker on it didn't really work and like mm. all the records were warped and stuff like that. It was just spooky. Um, another time, I went downstairs, and at the bottom is the stairs a chair i had never seen before it was like a folding chair which just opened sitting at the bottom of the stairs i was like that's spooky it might have been chris but i'm too scared to ask so i didn't mm. and then one night i had a dream that me and chris were downstairs like looking at the water heater mm-hmm. and like a spooky like grudge style lady came out from oh. under the water heater and we went ah and we ran upstairs right upstairs out of the kitchen and I'm like standing in the living room and looked down the hallway and in my room was the scary grudge lady just like floating up in the middle of the room ah! and we went ah and then I woke up and then like the next day Chris was like yeah I had a dream that like there was like a scary ghost lady in your room we were just standing in the living room looking at her oh so. my god this ah! is scary <laughs> also so the dolls I had a dream so I used to live upstairs in that like attic room and so the way that it worked was the <laughs> Was that before or after finding the dolls? Uh, after. I knew oh about the dolls. God. Oh, oh, my God. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had a dream. So, basically, the way that the attic room worked was it ran the entire length of the house. Mm-hmm. And on either ends, like, it was classic, like, A-frame on the side so that the front is just flat roof. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on either side, there was two windows, and our bed was, like, underneath the window at one point. Right. And I had a dream that I woke up in the middle of the night and looked out the window and the two dolls were like sitting on the ledge outside the window kind of a thing. Ah, Scared the shit out of me. Ah. Anyways, nothing crazy happened in that house. Right. Mm. But I'll keep telling ghost stories for a second. Okay. Set the mood for this one. Sure. Nice. I did. I actually, I'm remembering one weird Airbnb experience I had. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I 
before I met Nissa, was on Tinder for a long time uh, and went on a date with some girl. And she invited me to go to an Airbnb to just like hang out in a hot tub. And I'm like, totally. I could lo- I would love to sit in a hot tub. It's the middle of winter. I'd love to die in a hot tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. Um, I don't know why I'm not in one right. Oh, they're right. They're, they're expensive. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Let's blow all our cash on one hot tub for your my house. They're like $4,000 or something. Not bad. That's not bad. I can afford that. Invites me over, and I'm just sitting in this hot tub for like an hour, and then she uh, mentions that the guy who rents out the Airbnb still lives in it, and he's also a chef, so he's gonna like come back tonight and maybe cook us some food. And I'm like, why is he here though? I don't like that this man is here. He shouldn't be here. This is an Airbnb. Yeah. So that was uh, that was very strange. That is absolutely strange. Yeah. Looking back, it's definitely a scenario for this movie to take place. Wait, so was she renting the Airbnb? Yeah. With this with the owner still there. Is that legal? I don't know. I really Good don't God. think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. That is odd. Yeah. But thank you. It was in the middle of Ferndale, so what's go- what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Should I tell a couple more ghost stories and then we get into the movie? Yeah. Okay. So when I was like 17, 16, senior year of high school, I lived in my mom's basement. Um and I was dating a girl at the time who had just graduated high school and she was working midnights at Tim Hortons. And uh, one night she was sleeping over, kind of, like it was like a, you know, like she wouldn't really sleep over at first. She would kind of just come over because that's when she was awake was nighttime. And my mom was like, all right with that because she understood that she worked midnights, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I woke up at, sue me, swear to fucking God it was three in the morning. And... Um, <laughs> I'm afraid of the dark. So there was always like a light in the far corner on, so just dim light. Straight up, swear to God, so I saw the shadowy figure of a person. And I, like, immediately closed my eyes, and I was like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, God, 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 God. And I was like, relax. You just woke up. Maybe you're still, like, kind of hallucinating or whatever. I'm just like, I'm just going to turn on this lamp, and it'll be gone. And I opened my eyes, and it was gone, right? So I was just like, okay, Mm -hmm. fuck. Holy shit. So I, like, started shaking Michaela, and I was like, Michaela, you're never going to fucking believe this. Like, I woke up, and I was like... Oh shit, it's a shady with person, yada yada yada, super fucking scary, turn the lamp on and stuff like that. And uh, during that whole thing, she was kind of like, what, what, what? Like, you know, eyes closed still kind of a thing. And I finished the whole story and she, there was like a beat and she was like, she's going to get you. <gasps> and I was like, Michaela, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yada, yada, yada. And then she woke up like fully, like opened her eyes and stuff like that. And I told her the whole story. I was like, oh my God, the man. And then I was like, oh my God, don't look, the guy's going to be gone. I'll turn the lamp on or whatever. And then I told you and he said, she's going to get you thinking, yada, yada, yada. And she was like, that is fucking insane. I just had that exact experience as a dream, but I was standing over the bed. Was she the ghost? She was the man. I don't know. Yeah, she was the man. You were sleeping next to a man. Then the next day, we went to a psychic because we were like, what the fuck was that? And the psychic the was next like... next day? Wow. Yeah, the psychic was like, you're going to be a professor one day. And I was like, I get it. I wear glasses. But... <laughs> <laughs> so that was that story. That doesn't go anywhere else. That just happened to me. And then, I mean, it's not... Yeah, that's Did the psychic tell you anything other than... You yeah, did they say anything about the ghost? <laughs> No, no, you were visited by Mr. Knowledge. It was something about, oh, you know, not, you're, you're, you're reminding me. Yeah, she said something about, like, Michaela having something attached to her that's always following her or something like that. I don't know. It follows. Or something like that. Yeah. Or, I, feel, I feel like that's the main takeaway. I know. Yeah. To a psychic. That's one of those things that feels <laughs> like. be a professor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That part feels too, like, the conjuring to me. Like, I'm like, okay, Mr. Psychic. Yeah, there's someone following me. I don't know. I'm a believer, but, sure, but I'm also not a believer. Like, mm. I'm really skeptical. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. What are you going to do? You want me to tell another? Yeah. Okay. How many you got? I don't have any haunting stories. Really? You got no haunting stories? I've seen... Do you have some of that? 
I have one. I've seen one or two. Let's hear that things. first. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunately not very exciting, but I, one time when I was like 12 or something, um, I was at my parents' house and all my family were downstairs and I decided to go upstairs to, I don't know, use the bathroom or something. And when I went upstairs, I passed by my parents' bedroom and I just glanced in there and I think, I believe that I saw my grandmother in there mm. and she was standing at the foot of their bed and she was wearing this blue raincoat, which we have a photo of her wearing in our house. And she had her hands in this laundry basket. And so I went to the bathroom and then I was like, that was weird, why? I was like, I assumed it was my sister. So I went back um, and there was no one there. <gasps> Tears but, in my eyes, my eyes are watering. Yeah. Grandma. That's what happens when I get a little spooked, yeah. 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 Ooh. Ugh. Gross. I have a slightly similar story. I lived in this house in East Point where like my mom and dad's bedroom was across the hall from mine. And our beds were set up in a way which were like I could look through the hall and see them in bed, you know? And um, I woke up for some reason like super early. Sun was up, but like super early. And it must have been an off day for both my parents, like a Saturday or Sunday, because they were both in bed. And I woke up and I was just like, and this was not normal. I was just like unsettled, hmm. like scared a little bit. I went there and tried to wake him up, but it was one of those things where like, I know it's not, but as a kid, it felt almost supernatural. Like, the fact that I kept shoving them and they just wouldn't even, like, budge. Mm. They wouldn't even make a noise, nothing. And I was like, fuck it, I guess I'll, like, lay on the floor until they, like, wake well, up. because they were dead, right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the time I found both my parents dead. Mm. Um, In an Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was laying on the floor, and I was like, they gotta wake up soon-ish. The sun's up. No concept of what time it is. Um... And I was, like, just looking into my room, kind of staring blankly, thinking. And on my, like, uh, I had, like, one of those, like, headboardy slash shelf-ish bits to my bed. Yeah. And I had, like, a, a picture of my grandma, like, a really nice, like, 80s picture of her and, like, kind of a permy whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sequence kind of whatever, you mm -hmm. know, with a backdrop that's, like, a pastel gray-blue or whatever, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm picturing it now. And uh, I was just <laughs> looking at it, just not even thinking about anything really just kind of zoning out and I fucking swear to god on a stack of bibles the motherfucking picture winked at me and I lost my <gasps> shit I fucking freaked out and definitely woke my parents up yeah wow. scared the shit out of me I feel, like any, I feel like if anything like that happened to me I would go insane <laughs> <laughs> again like both oh, of those stories are kind of like sleepy so I'm like whatever I was probably hoosening early in the morning or something but that scared the shit out of me. I used to have a friend who had a ghosty experience as a kid. Like, I can't remember it, like, beat for beat, because it's someone else's story. Mm -hmm. But he, like, as a kid, was, like, woke up in the middle of the night and was, like, wandering around his house, just, like, I don't know, five, six years old, and, like, opened a door and saw the Count from Sesame Street, which is in his, like, spare bedroom or something like that. Was there an arm under him? No, it was just a full-blown count, legs and everything. And like, I like ran away to go get somebody who came back and it was gone, something like that. Hmm. And then years and years and years later, not after that, but after he told me, I guess both, um, him and I lived together and we had a band that will not be named stay at our house. And I think it was the bassist from this band 
we were talking about ghosts and I was like, yeah, no, I like I had a, like a weird like experience like as a kid. Like I remember seeing like the Count from Sesame Street just like hanging out in a room in my house or something like that. Yeah. And I looked over at my friend and he was about to cry. And I was like, oh no. And then like I'm like an hour passed and like me and him like bumped into each other in another room. And he's like, did you hear that he had the same fucking Sesame Street ghost experience as I did? And I'm that's like, crazy. Yeah, but that's insane. I think that's just a coincidence. He's like, mm. no, it can't be. Can't be, you guys be. encountered the Count Man? Yeah. It was Nosferatu. That reminds yes. me of my brother Donald. My brother Donald used to swear to God that he saw Pac-Man ghosts at night. <laughs> when he was like five, six, he'd be like, yeah, they're just Pac-Man ghosts running around the house at night. Hmm. He was now, drinking a lot of Robitussin at the time. Hmm? Now I like to think I know Donald. Yeah. A little bit, at least. Do you think Donald still thinks that happened, or do you think Donald just doesn't bring it up anymore? <laughs> he never brings it up, though. There's another thing he never brings up, which I always think about, which is like a little bit after that, maybe around the same time. Remember him telling telling me the story of like uh, being in his room upstairs alone, and uh, my sister Danielle's room was right next to him, and he remembers like a little girl running through the hallway into the room or whatever, and he was like, Danielle, what the hell are you doing kind of a thing? He didn't say hell, obviously. Um, what the but- H-E double <laughs> <laughs> He used to say things like, instead of saying, like, my cock and balls, he'd be like, oh, my area. So maybe he might have said something like that. Uh-huh. But, um... Hey, yeah. me and Donald were the same kid. And then he was like, uh, he was like, so I got up and I looked in the room and he was like, and the fucking lights were off and she was not in there, you know. Um, which was only creepy because, like, he had a couple other stories really spaced out of, like, seeing, like, a little girl. Like, he was like, yeah, like, last night I woke up and I looked in the corner of my room or whatever and there was, uh, like, Danielle. Like, I, I, I thought, like, in my corner just, like, crouched and I was like, Danielle, what are you what are you doing? You know, and she wouldn't answer me and stuff like that. And then she just kind of like disappeared in front of my eyes kind of a thing or whatever. Mm. But he was like, yeah, it was like a little girl in like pajamas or whatever. And I thought it was Danielle, but she like disappeared or whatever. I was like, oh my mm. God. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Those were all around the same time in the same house. The only thing that ever <laughs> happened to me in that house, the only thing that ever happened to me is I was sitting on the couch with my sister Marley watching like a late night, you know, crime procedural kind of like, you know, forensic files, something like that, whatever, who knows. And we just heard at the bottom of the steps, it could have been a house settling and creaking or whatever, but it scared the fuck out of us. It just sounded like a big, like, like step at the bottom of the steps kind of thing. We we're just like, what the fuck? Oh my God. That kind of thing. It scared the shit out of us. But so I... I never had anything spooky in the house, but the fact that the little girl kept showing up for Donald, I was like, that's scary as hell. Mm. One night, Chris and I watched The Conjuring, mm-hmm. and it really spooked us. I think it was The Conjuring. It really spooked us. In this house? Yeah. In my house? In this house. Wow. In, in the house. studio. In the studio, yeah. <laughs> I went to bed, and I'm in my bed. I got a bed here. And I'm in bed for like an hour. Hour bed. And I'm like, spooked. Spooked as hell. Mm. Like, I've seen the movie a thousand times, so I'm still just spooked really kind of me. Mm. I'm slowly drifting off to sleep. And I feel this just like insane pressure on the end of my bed. Mm. Like something has put its hands on it. And I'm like more like they're like feet or something like that. She's just been hanging out in my room for like an hour. <laughs> um, I think I have one last one before I get the movie or we get the movie stuff going. Um, that same house I was talking about with my grandma winking at me. That was a house in East Point where a, like, um, what do you call them, like, spinsters? Like, an old lady who never, like, settled down, had kids, and that was right. Spinster, yeah. Um, mm. A hag. Mm. Um, she, like, lived down in this dungeon. No, no. Um, <laughs> now, she, uh, she died in the house, 
Um, she was a like a like a waitress, and she had like kind of a boyfriend. They weren't that serious, but basically she was dead in the house for a couple days, maybe a week. Um, and the boyfriend kind of went into work and was like, hey, I haven't heard from her in a while. Like, is she in the day kind of thing? And they're like, no, we haven't heard from her either. So he decided to go by the house, knocking, nobody's answering. Uh, so I guess like whatever situation, he got into the house kind of thing and found her dead, basically. Um, my sister Marley, I don't remember any stories, but she says that she saw, you know, like a ghosty woman a couple of times. Mm. But I knew, do know for a fact that my mom swears she was like, there was one fucking night where I woke up for some reason, I was wide ass awake, you know, and I just saw like a ghostly like woman come in from the hallway, see me and start running towards me and I <gasps> fucking put my shit under the blanket kind of a thing and I was just sitting there until I calmed down and I looked and there was nothing there to ever. Mm. Yeah, so. Wow. I don't know. I also forgot that at our old place, Yeah. I, it's one of the like four or five times in my life I've had sleep paralysis. <sighs> like a God. Like yeah, like that. that is one of my biggest fears. I say sleeping on your it's back freaky. increases your chance of getting it. You yeah, it's freaky. It? I've had it at your house before. God, oh, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. Start here. I've had it at my house a thousand times. Yeah, I looked oh up in the God. corner of your room and there was just like a big maw, like a big demon face and mouth looking at me while I'm in your I'm bed. I'm going to KMS. <laughs> I didn't tell me that. <laughs> well, because I, I didn't want to scare you, but now we're scaring you, so. Okay, great. <laughs> we're watching a horror movie of this, right? Yeah. Okay. I've had it once in this house. A few oh. times in my parents' house. Dude, it's one of my biggest and once fears. Because I, you know how you're always like, well, if I saw something, I'd go and say, if I had sleep paralysis, I actually legitimately think I might like die of a heart attack or something. I, I wouldn't be able to handle it. You never had it. No, I would really? not be able to handle it either. I couldn't. I'm not strong enough. In my experience, it feels like you what you won't. I feel like I'm about to faint right that's, now. They're already closed, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think that's what's scary is that your eyes are already closed, but like because you're kind of in a dream yeah. state it's like you can see things so yeah. you want to open your eyes but you can't control any of your body so they say start by trying to wiggle your feet your toes uh, your toes wiggle your big toe yeah they say like start there and you'll slowly regain like the ability and you'll be able to shut it down pretty quick mm -hmm. they yeah, say start with your toes it's not like it for it's hard to explain especially after everything i'm going to say about it in a second it's not scary while it's happening kind of I mean, it is, mm. but it isn't. I get what you're saying in a sense, not because I've experienced it, but because, like like I said, with that ting-tanging, it was one of those things yeah. where, like, in my head I thought, this is objectively scary as fuck, because I wasn't thinking about, yeah. like, it being the radiator, like, during the nighttime. Like, when I woke up, I was like, oh, yeah, radiators do that when they're warming up or whatever. But at night, I was like, that's scary as fuck, but also I'm super tired, so I'm going right back to bed. Mm. So kind of like that, that kind of a thing. That was my experience. It, yeah. It's, it, for me, yeah, it's always been like... I don't have the energy to deal with this right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like dream logic the whole time, but you yeah. know you're in your room. And yeah, like you said, your eyes are still closed, so you're just dreaming that you're in that room. But it's spooky and scary. And like after a while, when you realize, like, oh, I can't get out of this bed. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're doing it for days and days and days. Yeah. But in a way, it feels like a day passes in a dream, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. But when I had it at our old place, you know, people talk about like uh, having like like oh, I see I, when I do it happens I see someone in the corner of the room or someone sitting on my bed or someone like over me or something like that. Uh, when I had it in our old place, I had the thing where somebody was over me and I swear to God, mm. scouts on her. It was the lady from the dream that we both had. <gasps> and just like the picture, I think that's a story. And Cuss just died. It's too scary. Wow. 